Reports from the courts. Woman admitted to driving like a lunatic after hit-and-run incident. A Ballon woman who admitted to driving like a lunatic was banned from driving for three months at Carlow District Court last week. Ruth Byron Lara Begg Ballon had contested charges of driving without due care and consideration and four hit-and-run offences of failing to keep a vehicle at the scene of an accident, failing to give appropriate information, failing to report an incident and failing to stop at Ballykeely Ballon on the 3rd of February last. Delivery driver Michael Lawler had been driving to Wexford and was passing through Ballon heading towards Fenna around 2am or 2.30am. He had been passing Ballon GFC where temporary traffic lights had been set up. The lights were green and I proceeded through them with care, he told the court. While driving around a bend before he reached the other set of temporary lights, he met Miss Byron's vehicle, a Citroen C4, which struck the front of his van. Mr Lawler exited the vehicle to see if she was okay, and Miss Byron's vehicle reversed into a concrete pillar before turning around and leaving the scene. Mr Lawler noted the vehicle's registration and contacted Garthy, talking to Garthy John O'Connor. The court was told that around €1,500 Euro worth of damage was caused to Mr Lawler's vehicle, which was covered by insurance. Ms Byron's barrister claimed that her client had driven through the lights just when they were going green and Mr Lawler had driven through a red light. But Mr Lawler denied this. I know they were green 100%, said Mr Lawler. Gardo O'Connor gave evidence that he attended the scene and noted fresh damage on Mr Lawler's van along with a traffic cone flattened by Ms Byron and minor chip marks on a pillar. He traced the registration plate noted by Mr Lawler to Ms Byron. He visited her address and spoke to her husband. She was not at home and the vehicle was not parked. He made several attempts to call her but could not get an answer, said the Garda. A search was also carried out but the car was not found. Gardo O'Connor said he subsequently spoke to Ms Byron who cooperated fully and made admissions. Ms Byron later made a statement to Gardo O'Connor, which was read out in court. Ms Byron said she had left a friend's house at 2am. She had reached the temporary lights in Ballon, which were red. I made a decision to go ahead, she said in the statement. Ms Byron said that she hit the van on the driver's side in a small impact. Ms Byron said she panicked when Mr Lawler exited the car. She decided to go back to her friend's house for safety. I was driving like a lunatic. It was pure blind panic. She concluded her statement by saying that she accepted Mr Lawler's version of events. In cross-examination, Gardo O'Connor said it was understandable that Ms Byron had feared for her safety, but she should have reported the incident to Garda after leaving the scene. The barrister told the Garda that her client's phone battery was dead. After the conclusion of the state's case, the defence sought dismissal of the careless driving charge, claiming that no evidence of damage had been produced. The defence barrister also claimed that the defendant was used to a green, amber and red traffic light system and the temporary lights, red and green lights, had been an issue. It was also argued that the hit-and-run offences should also be dismissed due to Ms Byron's fear on the night. 
Judge Carthy dismissed the application for dismissal and convicted after the defence declined to present their own evidence. The court was told that the defendant had no previous convictions. Ms Byron's barrister told the court the defendant apologised for her behaviour and needed her licence to drive her child to school. Judge Geraldine Carthy said that failing to remain at the scene of an accident was quite a serious matter. It's open to the court to consider custody, she said. Judge Carthy wondered why Ms Byron had not reported the accident when she arrived at her friend's home. She imposed a €1,500 fine and a three-month driving ban on the careless driving charge. A €750 fine was imposed on the failing to report an accident offence. Recognizances were fixed in the event of an appeal. Man jailed for throwing a hammer at passing car. A man who threw a hammer at a passing car was given a two-month prison sentence at Carlow District Court last week. Justin Doyle, Tyndall Avenue, Lachlan Bridge, had pleaded not guilty to threatening, abusive and insulting behaviour at Father Cummins Park, Bagnallstown. Witness Darren Doyle gave evidence that he was driving through Father Cummins Park, Bagnallstown on the 5th of October 2020 at around 3pm. The court was told he had been dropping off a prescription for his mother when he passed a house in the estate. The defendant, 24-year-old Justin Doyle and another individual, were coming out of the house. Mr Doyle recalled the defendant throwing a hammer at his car. Mr Doyle said he swerved his car to avoid the hammer. The hammer landed on the ground and he stopped the vehicle to pick it up. He looked back at the house to see the accused. Mr Doyle recalled the defendant saying to him, Do not worry, you'll be got. In cross-examination by defending solicitor Chris Hogan, Mr Doyle said that after leaving his mother's home following the incident, he contacted Gardaí and then waited for around two hours at Bagnallstown Garda station for a Garda to arrive. Mr Hogan claimed the witness had sped into the estate and had driven dangerously. Mr Doyle denied this, pointing out that it was not possible to drive at speed in the estate due to ramps. Mr Hogan also focused on the mention of a possible witness that Darren Doyle had declined to mention to Gardaí. Mr Doyle said he had done this as he did not think they wanted to get involved with a prosecution. Mr Hogan said the information would have been important for Gardaí in the case. Gartha Shannon Jordan gave evidence of meeting Darren Doyle and receiving the hammer at Bagnallstown Gartha Station. The hammer was presented in court and Gartha Jordan said that it was marked with the inscription J. Doyle. Gartha Jordan said she had contacted the individual seen with Justin Doyle at the house for a statement but received a dismissive response and that he was not a rat. I am aware of no other witnesses, she said. After the conclusion of the state's case, Mr Hogan sought dismissal on the basis that Darren Doyle was not a credible witness along with other legal arguments. In response, Judge Geraldine Carthy said she found Darren Doyle to be a credible witness and dismissed the application. Justin Doyle was convicted after the defence offered no evidence. Mr Doyle had 87 previous convictions which included threatening, abusive and insulting behaviour. Mr Hogan said that around 80% of the convictions were related to road traffic offences. Mr Hogan said his client was doing a safe pass course shortly and was working to secure employment.
Judge Carthy described the offence as a very serious matter and imposed a two-month prison sentence. Recognizances were fixed in the event of an appeal which included a €200 cash lodgement. Bail conditions on appeal included that Mr Doyle be of good behaviour and not to be in contact with the injured party. Passenger ejected from bus was killed by passing vehicle. Article by Sean McCarhig. A drunk passenger who was left on the side of a dark motorway after being thrown off a bus for becoming violent was killed a short time later by a passing vehicle, an inquest has heard. Stephen O'Driscoll, aged 24, was pronounced dead at the scene of the accident on the M9 near the junction at Kilcullen, County Kildare, on the 7th of December 2019. An inquest at Kildare Coroner's Court heard that the father of one from the Laurels Tullerode Carlo had been told to get off the bus by the driver of a JJ Kavna service operating from Dublin Airport to Waterford after hitting his sister Chloe in the face and becoming aggressive and abusive. The driver, Johannes Banade, gave evidence that Mr O'Driscoll and his sister had been joking and in good humour when they boarded the bus in Dublin, while all passengers appeared to be in a relaxed Christmas mood. However, he said his attention was drawn to an incident by another passenger during the journey, who stated, he's punched her in the face, you've got to do something about it. Mr. Benade said other passengers were so afraid they had moved towards the front of the bus, and he saw Ms. O'Driscoll's face was bleeding. There was an atmosphere of fear from the passengers, he recalled. The driver said that after escorting her brother off the bus, Mr. O'Driscoll kicked the door twice. Although Mr O'Driscoll's sister also wanted to get off the bus, the driver said he would not let her as he feared for her safety. Mr Benade said he was assessing the situation to see if he could allow the passenger back on the bus when the window of the bus door was shattered by a nagging bottle of vodka thrown by Mr O'Driscoll. Up to that point I was happy to let him back, he added. The driver said he then decided to move off as the passenger's behaviour was both unpredictable and violent and his paramount concern was for the safety of his other passengers. He stopped around 500 metres down the road and decided to continue on the journey after checking other passengers were happy to do so. Mr Benade said he got a call the following day to inform him that a male had been knocked down on the motorway near where the incident happened. Offering condolences to Mr O'Driscoll's family, he said, I did not mean for any harm to come to this man. Mr Benade said he had not received any training in crowd control and he was unsure if he would have been able to manage the situation if Mr O'Driscoll had been allowed back on the bus. He could not say if stopping the bus and waiting for Garthy to arrive might have further endangered other passengers. The driver said J.J. Kavna had no procedure in place at the time to deal with such a situation, but had introduced a new policy two weeks later where drivers were to alert management who would advise on what to do. A passenger on the bus, Bridget Veal, said the driver had acted in a cool, calm and non-aggressive manner in a dangerous situation. Chloe O'Driscoll described to the coroner, Professor Dennis Cusack, how she and her brother had travelled to Dublin earlier that day for some Christmas shopping. She said the pair had consumed alcohol on the train journey to Dublin, while Stephen had bought a nagging of vodka before getting the bus home. Ms O'Driscoll said her brother was in a happy form and there had been no issue between them all day.
During the bus journey home when they were sitting on the back seat, she said Stephen got up suddenly and hit her on the face. She said her brother had a strange look in his eyes and looked as if he didn't know me. Ms O'Driscoll, who stayed on the bus to Carlo, said she tried calling him after he was removed from the bus, but his mobile phone was dead. The inquest heard how several motorists had to take evasive action after suddenly coming across Mr O'Driscoll on the motorway. Michael Malone, the motorist who struck Mr O'Driscoll, said a man suddenly appeared in front of him on the M9, running from his side of the vehicle towards the hard shoulder. Mr Malone, who was driving from Dublin Airport to his home in Boris County Carlow, said the incident happened in a split second. A forensic collision investigator, Garda John Culleton, said Mr Malone had no reasonable opportunity to avoid hitting the pedestrian given the visibility of dipped lights on an unlit section of motorway in poor weather conditions. A post-mortem revealed that Mr O'Driscoll died from multiple injuries to his body. It also showed he had consumed alcohol over seven times the legal drink driving limit while cocaine and other drugs were also found in his body. Returning a verdict of accidental death, the coroner said the presence of cocaethylene, a stimulant, could have explained the victim's unexpected and uncharacteristic behaviour on the night. Professor Cusack also recommended that the Road Safety Authority and Health and Safety Authority should review training procedures and policies for bus drivers with regard to the safety of passengers and other road users in order to prevent any similar death in future. Carlow woman aged 47 threatened to kill. A woman from Carlow Town last week pleaded guilty to a charge of threatening to kill or cause serious harm to someone. Bridget Scanlon, 14 Dolman Heights, Carlow, pleaded guilty to the charge arising from an incident that occurred at Dolman Heights on the 20th of November 2020. When the charge was put to Ms Scanlon at the arraignment for the offence, she had a brief discussion with her counsel, Jane McCudden BL, before answering, I'm pleading guilty. Ms McCudden told Judge Owen Garavan that her client had a long history and asked for a psychiatric report to be prepared, while Prosecutor Niall Storan asked for preparation of a victim impact statement. Judge Garavan allowed each submission and adjourned the sentencing of Ms Scanlon to the next sessions. Carlo Mann had child abuse images. A 37-year-old man from Carlow Town last week pleaded guilty to possessing child pornography when he appeared before the local circuit court. The man who cannot be named for legal reasons pleaded guilty to the offence arising from an incident that occurred on the 6th of December 2019. No evidence was heard about the case last week and Judge Owen Garavan adjourned sentencing until the next sitting of Carlow Circuit Court for preparation of a probation report and a psychiatric assessment. Pear pleaded guilty to drugs charges. Two men pleaded guilty to possessing cannabis for sale or supply when they appeared before Carlow Circuit Court last week. 36-year-old Michael Ryan of the Cloisters Carlow and Anthony Walsh, also aged 36, of Pierce Road, Greg Cullen, both pleaded guilty to possessing cannabis for sale or supply. The charges arose from an incident that occurred at Gertine Groen, Carlo, on the 23rd of March last. Remanding the pair on continuing bail, Judge Owen Garavan adjourned sentencing to the next sitting of the Circuit Court 
for preparation of probation and other reports. Threat to kill woman A Carlow man pleaded guilty to threatening to kill a woman or cause her serious harm when he appeared before Carlow Circuit Court last week. Colawole Macaulay Fasakin, 41 Cushowan Burren Road, Carlow, pleaded guilty to the charge arising from an incident that occurred in Carlow on the 1st of March 2019. Judge Owen Garavan adjourned sentencing 36-year-old Mr Fasakin until the next sitting of Carlow Circuit Court for preparation of a victim impact statement. Fined €300 for speeding A motorist who drove at 30 kilometres per hour above the speed limit was fined €300 at Carlow District Court recently. Johnny Murphy Rathbone Tullow was charged with speeding in a 50 kilometre per hour zone at Chapelstown, Carlow. The court was told that the 21-year-old defendant's vehicle was detected travelling at 82 km per hour in a 50 km per hour zone on the 17th of January last. When stopped, he apologised after he was shown the speed, said Sergeant Hud Kelly.